Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, Sitting here with Tom Dorian. Tom, how you doing? I'm well, and you? I'm doing fine. I like how you said luxurious. It is. It's luxurious. You kind of put a radio yeah, voice on it. They can't see it, right. so they need to hear it and know how luxurious yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, it is luxury. <laughs> we, we, in fact, it's more luxurious now because we have a great, beautiful guest who's with us. Yes. Uh, we've had her here before. We have. Uh, and it's Tiffany Leeper, and she is, uh, is it the director? Would you call the director of Girls Against... Founder. Founder. President, she runs the show yeah. over <laughs> at Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking. Mm-hmm. And this is such an, an important topic, and I just want to uh, let parents know who are listening now who where the kiddies might be uh, in earshot of this radio program. We're going to talk about some sort of serious and uh, adult topics here, but vitally important for our faith and just really for the future of, of, of humankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. so we're going to talk about those things. So if you, if you might want to look at the ages of your kids and decide whether or not they're, we're going to, I mean, things will be reasonably uh, uh, responsible right. and clean here, but I just want, we're talking about some Pretty serious topics. Mm-hmm. Adult topic. Yeah, human yeah. sexuality. We want to talk a little bit about that, and especially about uh, really the dangers of pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked last time, we, we had you here, Tiffany, we talked about, oh, by the way, welcome to the Thank Luxurious you. Corner Booth. It's We're so, so glad good you're to be here. back, yeah. especially on one of the only Protestants, right? That's so exactly right. We, we, we love our separated <laughs> brothers and sisters, and yeah. we love you especially because of this mission that you have. Mm. Uh, and we see that united, especially in our, and you know, Tom and I are good Catholic boys, and but we, we this idea of the importance of the uh, sexual integrity, of uh, the dignity of the human person, and just really just fighting against the scourge that is pornography, absolutely, and especially human trafficking as well, which which is fed by the desire for pornography and yes. and grows and is, is ever a problem and even worse and worse. And we talked last time you hear about really. What is human trafficking, and, and what does that mean, and where does that come from, et cetera, and where is it leading us, et cetera? Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe today we would talk a little bit about something I think our parents need to hear. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a guardian to some younger folks, or you, you're a teacher, you spend time with kids, um, or even if you're a grandparent, you know, mm-hmm. and you've got grandkids and that you're concerned about them, we just wanted to sort of raise some awareness issues. It's right. great. Uh, yes. I remember. Um, not long ago, watching a, a television sitcom, and I remember—I don't remember the the title of the show—but it was a, a, a typical family kind of thing. Lots of you know yuck yucks and jokes or whatever in the family life kind of a deal. And the dad was standing there, and uh, he made some kind of remark, and and then his wife made some kind of remark about you know his stack of magazines, mm. right? And then you hear the, like the chuckles in the audience, and then he makes some kind of joke about you know whatever about. And essentially, what they were talking about was joking about him looking at other women in magazines, mm-hmm. right? But it was passed mm-hmm. off as, you know, this is what, this is what guys do. Right. It's normal. Right. It's very commonplace. And so I would imagine that a child watching that, mm-hmm. a very impressionable child, and even mm-hmm. up into their te- well into their teens and even beyond watching that, think, well, so this is kind of a normal thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Tiffany... From your perspective, do, do you see this as normal or do you see this as a problem? Well, I mean, it anchors me. You know, every time I see that on a show or you hear somebody joking about it or maybe you're at a grocery store or something and you hear somebody talking about that type of scenario, you know, or mm-hmm. they're joking. 
And because until it affects you personally, mm. you know, it, it, it then becomes not so funny. And, mm. you know, the relationship that I lost that I had explained, I think, before when I was on the show um, started because he was exposed to Playboy magazines at a, an early age um, at a friend's house. Mm. So what somebody feels could be laughable or funny or something could really be destroying lives later down the road. You know, they don't look like you've said, Deacon Jeff, what is this going to, to lead to, you right. know, and what's the domino next? effect yeah, right, what's years next? from now when it's just starting and we're joking about it at such what we think is trivial, what's that going to turn into down, down the road? And it's interesting that we would talk about, speaking of what things turn into, it's interesting we'd talk about something like Playboy magazine, which I would imagine mm-hmm. that most people in our audience, while we don't support Playboy magazine, we see it kind of, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe we think, oh, that's bad. Yeah. But the reality is Playboy Magazine in reality is right. probably the most tame. Right. Um, Soft core. It, it's just, it is so uh, – mm-hmm. it, it might even be confused with art to the mm-hmm. point where people would excuse it mm-hmm. nowadays. Whereas mm-hmm. before it was raunchy. Mm-hmm. And now uh, – and, mm-hmm. and I want people to understand, I guess, parents to realize that there's way more than Playboy Magazine yeah. happening online. Absolutely. I mean, to go into the descriptions of what, you know, is out there, if you haven't run across it yourself, which it seems like most everybody's mm-hmm. encountered something – I mean, it's the most horrific of the horrific. You can even go into snuff films where murders occur, you know, and, and rape, and they're normalizing rape uh, of women through these these porn videos, bestiality, um, gonzo porn is a huge genre. Children, children is, yeah. and you know, everybody probably heard about Jared Fogle, the subway spokesman. I mean, and what what recently came out with him, he wanted girls that were younger and younger and younger. This progression, yeah, and interesting that you mentioned that because mm-hmm. I. I when it talks a little bit, I don't know about a, a lot about that particular case, mm-hmm. but as I read a li- just a little bit into the story, mm-hmm. I start to realize that it started, you know, in this semi-normal kind mm-hmm. of place, even though it was still essentially adulterous and, and, and sinful and not. And again, I'm not judging Jared Fogle, but understanding that that if you take that and extrapolate his situation, it's right. happening all over the place, right? right? Multiple. But it starts yeah. in just a simple kind of a desire kind of a thing for this, and then it gets worse and worse and worse right. to the point where they were saying that after a while, asking for younger and younger girls. Right. Right? right. That it's a natural Absolutely. progression. It's an unholy it and sad, but a very it natural is. progression. Because we talked last time about what happens to the brain, the brain. and needing additional mm-hmm. stimulation, things that are harder and harder and more and more what you'd say would be what you would have thought was disgusting and deplorable and just not even possible. Right. You start to see that. Right. right? And I think that ties back to a lot of the psychologists. Um, you know, Dr. Brooks always talked about voyeurism, viewing mm-hmm. women as objects and not people anymore. So, again, the dignity of the person, the dignity mm-hmm. of humankind as God created us is completely obliterated. Right. And that woman becomes a commodity at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, Tiffany, you sound happens. so Catholic. She doesn't just sound <laughs> Catholic, <laughs> doesn't she? No, a beautiful I'm trying soul. To mesh here. I appreciate you. Doing a, you are doing a, an, an excellent job but i know you really believe those things about the dignity of the human person especially when we're seeing innocent people especially children who are now being drawn into this both as um as actors yes and as viewers yes and it's just getting more and more tragic that on both sides of that uh 
uh, of the screen that, that that's happening. Yes. And so, uh, you know, we need to talk. I guess we want to address some of this to parents or yes. guardians or teachers or mm-hmm. scout leaders or people that are dealing with children now. Right. And if they right. truly care about these children, especially parents, mm-hmm. we, we have to do mm-hmm. something. Tom, you're how many kids you got now? I can't. I can't remember. Five. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a good start. You say. Yeah, I know. I know. I've got nine. <laughs> and so catching up. <laughs> you know, Tiffany, Tom, and I are both very concerned about our kids. Right. We both have kids right. that are. Um, we have some older kids. You know, right. adults kind of moved out, doing things, kind of doing adult things. Right. Kind of living life and kind of making their way. Right. But we also both have very young daughters. Right. Who are still right. very impressionable, very, um, and they're still you know into princesses and mm-hmm. and all that beauty mm-hmm. and innocence. Right, mm-hmm. and we're concerned Absolutely. about the f- the future that we're leaving those, and so Absolutely. let's now let's assume you're talking to parents, guardians, grandparents, people who are concerned about young people. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? What do mm-hmm. we What do we tell them first and foremost? Right. Well, and that's the challenge. You know, is I, I just raising a child. I think in today's era, I mean, it's so difficult. Just looking at what we work on and and everything we see and hear all the time, I just can't imagine. You know, what parents are having to deal with too. Um, the good thing is that there's a lot of resources out there now, whereas, say, maybe 10 years ago, there was virtually not much right. of anything, you know, mm-hmm. and parents just had no clue, really, as to what was out there, unless they were, you know, viewing it or exposed to it, too. But there's a lot of resources there. Um, it's an or- organization run by a friend of mine, Donna Rice Hughes, uh, called Enough is Enough. And so they have a whole internet safety program, which is a really great resource really? for parents and grandparents. And how do they access that? Is that on internet? It's somewhere? on enough.org is enough. her org. website. Mm. And you can go there and, you know, order their DVD, their internet safety program. It comes with a big manual and a DVD that you can watch as parents. Right. And it goes through everything uh, with internet safety chat rooms, um, bullying, um, sexting, all, all different components of what your children or grandchildren are being exposed to on the internet. So it's a great resource. Um, she spent several years putting that together as something. And they actually interview children um, that were caught up with predators through the internet. Mm. So you get to hear, you know, what are some of the things that I can do in my family to help avoid this sim- similar situation. So that's one. Um, there's Google. If you're letting your kids perhaps, you know, do searches for things right. like cartoons, Disney characters, whatever on the internet, you want to have their computer or device that they're using around you all the time. That's right. Never put it in, you know, the child's room and just if they're closing yeah, the door. Yeah, our family computer's like right in the main room where yes. the big TV is and that's where everyone does, if, if they're old enough to do the Facebook or whatever, it's all right there that's where everybody common, can common see it. Everybody can view. Yeah, it is common sense. It is. And, you know, I get a lot of comments like people just didn't think of that or you right. read about it and a child was exposed and you ask, well, where was the computer? Well, in the room, you know, where yeah. it would naturally, and they just, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. So it, it's taking those steps, putting something out in the open where everybody right. can be viewing it. The parents can be walking around and, and keeping an eye on that, too. Um, the safe searches, if you, if you are if they are using Google or having to do research for reports or things like that, making sure that Google safe search is turned on is another one. Again, you know, we would love for Google to be the biggest supporters of blocking of porn, you know, but we haven't gotten to that realm They're yet. They're very, I, very <laughs> reluctant <laughs> advocates, aren't they? They, they, they are. They very drag difficult. their feet and they don't want to do this. No. I guess that because no. they realize that, you know, that's a big part of their income, their business, yeah. the, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and every yeah. once in a while you'll see where they'll release the most 
commonly searched for terms. Yes. And it's pretty disturbing. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Yeah, on top of that, you get sex. Um, you get girls in certain ages are in the top ranks of right. um, search equations. Yeah, very, it is. Very sad. And, it is. And then there are also those that know how to manipulate the searches so yes. that when you search, search for uh, a part for your toaster. Yes. Right. Somehow you're going to end up on a porn site. Yes. Not very exactly. many clicks later, you're in the wrong place. Yes. This is not a toaster. Well, and what parents don't realize is that the porn industry is avidly working to make sure your kids, that that happens to them. So I, there was, a, I'm not going to name the website, but there was a website that was um, very closely related to a Disney website. And the pornographers did that on purpose because they wanted kids to do a search, so click sad. on that, see Disney, whatever, whatever. Wake up, parents. Go there. we got to yeah. know that this is happening. You have to know that the porn yeah. industry avidly, and they have a manual that specifically teaches pornographers on how to get your di- kids addicted to porn at very young ages because those are the consumers, those are the buyers eventually when they grow up. And they well, we are not done. We have more to talk about with Tiffany, um, and uh, we're going to talk about this right after we get back from a break. Before th- we do that, I want to remind folks at home we got a great, we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. And this is another great moment in church history. Little is known about the details of the life of St. Lucy. She lived in Syracuse in Italy in the early 4th century. One tradition tells us that her mother raised her to be a pious and holy young girl. She prayed fervently and often. St. Lucy decided at a young age to consecrate herself to God, but she did so secretly because she thought her mother would not approve. In fact, she had already made arrangements to have St. Lucy married to a wealthy and influential pagan in town. However, her mother, who had been ill for a very long time, was miraculously cured after her daughter prayed for her at the tomb of St. Agatha. She was so thankful to God for this blessing that when she discovered that St. Lucy wanted nothing more than to live as a bride of Christ, she eagerly and thankfully gave her approval to her daughter's willingness to live out her vocation. Her rejected suitor, however, was not as thankful, to say the least. When he heard what had happened, he gave St. Lucy's name to the local governor and told him she was a Christian. This was, in effect, a death sentence, as Christians at this time were being persecuted, most being subjected to unimaginable torture and painful deaths. Tradition tells us that St. Lucy's eyes were gouged out. In fact, she is usually depicted in artwork holding a plate with her eyes upon it. But even though she was blinded in this horrible way, St. Lucy would not recant her love of Christ. Finally, after much suffering at the hands of her persecutors, she was eventually martyred. The name of Lucy literally means light, and it was evident that even though she was blinded, she could still see clearly the light of truth that shone brightly in the fledgling church of the 4th century. And her clear vision can serve as a tremendous example for us. In fact, she has been named the Patroness of the Blind. We can all, in a sense, be blinded, blinded by the allurement of sin, and it is only through the mercy of God that we are healed, 
It is only through the light of Christ that we can truly see again. St. Lucy is one of the many Catholic saints who can help us see that light. By following in her brave and holy ways, we too can be healed of our blindness. Her feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on December 13th. I'm Bess Trzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe talking to uh, Tiffany Leeper with uh, Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking. Tiffany, you're doing a great job. We really appreciate oh, you coming you. here and talking about this important stuff. Absolutely. I always and so with you. you gave us some great tips on some just practical things that parents can do, you mm-hmm. know. But I kind of want to go back a little bit now and let's talk about those parents again and maybe the grandparents or people who are, who are um, responsible for young children. Right. And what do you say to the parent? Because I think one of the big problems we have is a lot of parents think, well, not my child, mm-hmm. not my baby. Right. She's so sweet and innocent. Uh, my boy, he'd never do that. Right. What do we hear after every time when we hear in the news, we see some kid going crazy, you know, and shooting other kids or doing horrible things. People say, you know, he just seems so normal. Right. He was a little mm-hmm. quiet. Good people. Yeah. They were good people, never good yeah. family. They're like dumbfounded. That, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like and so in this situation... Mm-hmm. Parents, I guess, need to realize that no matter what they think, their children are being exposed to this at some point in time, right. somewhere in their lives that they aren't in control of. Right. Absolutely. You cannot follow that child around 24-7 in every single you know um, place that they're going to be or person they interact with, even though you'd probably like to, you know, to have that kind of control. But at some point, whether it's school, whether it's friends, I mean... With technology, they all have devices now. I've That's seen right. kids as, as young as four years old that are being, you know, just handed over iPads from their parents and to play games on mm-hmm. and that type of thing with no monitoring of that. Right. So you have to realize if you're going to give your kids technology devices, that type of thing, there also comes a higher responsibility. Oh, a huge the responsibility. that they're going to be exposed to. But I think there too. also has to be the awareness mm-hmm. that even mm-hmm. though you know, and your child may be a beautiful, innocent, sweet little boy or girl. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. they're, that, you know, they may fall into a trap right. and not even realize what's happening. Absolutely. And also, I guess there has to be an awareness on the on the part of parents and guardians and, and those who are responsible for kids. Yes. There has to be an awareness that this is a serious problem. Absolutely. It's, it's not casual. Right. It's right. not the joke we talked about uh, in the sitcoms earlier. Right. It's not the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, oh, everybody does it. It's okay. Right, right. No, we're talking serious, hardcore, very violent. And, right. And, you know, um, normalizing rape, normalizing um, bestiality, all of these things, gonzo porn, murder porn, all of it. Well, that's, so, and that's got to come from somewhere. See, that's yeah. the sad thing is yeah. it didn't just start that way. Mm-mm. It started Mm-mm. with the, the, the semi more innocent softcore softcore yeah, stuff. Absolutely. That, you know, mm-hmm. that as parents, we see the devastation now and, and we pray for it, it would t- to go back to that. Right. We'd days. be happy with yes. that because even though that's <laughs> yes. bad, right. But the problem is that leads to the, the hardcore stuff. And, right. and that's what I want. I think I want parents to be most aware of. And yes, you brought with you a yes. lot of 
statistics and mm-hmm. a lot of research. Mm-hmm. And this is all peer-reviewed mm-hmm. stuff. This is this these right. are in journals, research journals, and right. this stuff is out there and it's available. It is. And I was looking. Absolutely. You have like a little summary sheet that uh, you handed out at a little meeting that we were at, mm-hmm. and I started looking at this stuff, going, "This is what I want to tell people. I want mm-hmm. them to understand mm-hmm. that there's right. some and and there are statistics to back all of this up. Right. But to realize right. the devastation that's going on with pornography. Oh, absolutely. And I think when I talk, this is the one thing that I do tell parents, and I, I talked about this last night at our gathering that if you're you as a parent you don't realize that the porn industry has a porn manual that's actually going after your kids it's they're, training they're other grooming, pornographers they're, they're training them yeah other pornographers on this is what you use this is the search term you use this is how you build this into your site to get the youngest of the youngest hooked on porn they are training adults to get your kids and your grandkids hooked on porn parents just have no clue that's that right. that's, that that's mm-hmm. being passed around and taught in the realm in San Fernando Valley, you exactly know, when right. they have these conferences. So you have to know that there's people who are avidly trying to get your kids and your grandkids hooked on this. And you an also manner. have to understand that it's actually devastating. It, yes. is, it is not something that is easily recuperated Absolutely. from. You don't just, no. it doesn't just go away. No. I'm going to look at some of these, uh, um, what some of this research shows us. For instance, uh, sexualized media and kids. Just mm-hmm. the idea that all the media that they're experiencing, even if it's at the supermarket and the magazines, right. uh, with uh, you know the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, uh, right. the restaurants where people might think are innocent little hot wings places, yes. and instead there's uh, you know people are parading around in, in very revealing yes. outfits, etc. Yes, but children awesome. and youth exposed to porn, mm-hmm. they have an increased, and this is statistical, have an mm-hmm. increased likelihood of having an earlier initiation in sexual activity. Mm-hmm. So gone mm-hmm. is innocence, right? right? It just it goes out the door because right. it's happening younger and younger. And right. I don't know what the average age is anymore. Do you know? Average age of exposure, first exposure is 11 now. And it yeah. keeps every year they do the, the analysis, it gets slower and lower. And that's the average. Yeah. That means there's some kids that are lower. And it, if it keeps moving Absolutely. down, it's just getting more and more devastating. Yes. So, And then also yes. that these these kids who are exposed to this are actually having more sex partners. Yes. Which you'd think, yes. well, they even have one. Oh, it's more than one. And, and it grows. Yes. Right? Yes. And because you've heard so much about this Tinder app, too, that you can just pick through different people and then have a sexual encounter. Again, technology and what it's being used for right. to you know participate in these And so we have kids also who have... Uh, have been exposed to porn have an increased likelihood of having positive tests for sexually transmitted diseases. Yes. Right. We thought all that stuff was in the bag, you know, with the, the, the gonorrhea and the syphilis and, you know, in the days of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you know, now you take a little right. pill and everything's, but then, right. and then it, and it got worse and worse with herpes and all these different things that are starting to happen. Exactly. But see, now your kids yes. are more and more likely to have an STD yes. when they're exposed to porn. Yes. It's because they're going to have that riskier behavior. Exactly. Right? And they're going to be in those situations. Exactly. Right. So, and then, right. of course, this it's terribly tragic that um, that kids who are exposed to porn have an increased likelihood of being a juvenile sex offender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. And that's what, you know, a lot of people, a lot of bloggers have been talking about in the news. And that they've had, you know, siblings who have acted out on their other siblings. We had a case yesterday. It was talked about a four-year-old. An eight-year-old and a seven-year-old, I believe, acted out on a four-year-old. Mm. So these are minors at such young mm-hmm. ages. What's the legal system going to do with, are you going to prosecute a minor for molestation? And how, I mean, all these top, topics of conversation are now having to be discussed because mm-hmm. it's these younger and younger ages that this is happening to. And no one knows quite how to deal with it or why it is happening. And it's tied back to you. And also, right, exposure to pornographic media is also connected statistically with uh, criminal behavior and attitudes. Yes, 
Yeah. Right. So people Absolutely. who believe rape victims actually enjoy rape. Yes. Yes. Uh, more acceptance of violence against women, increased likelihood of going to a prostitute or sex yeah. traffic victim, right? Or trafficking right. victim. Right. Uh, engaging in date rape. Yes. And yes. we hear about these cases like on college campuses, et cetera, but right. it's, it's more and more and more prevalent. It is. And I think if you look at the history in India and the gang rapes that have been happening over there in the past couple years when they dug down deep into those guys and why they were mm-hmm. raping, they were watching porn on their mobile phones. Everybody right. in India has a mobile phone. Before they raped those girls and killed them, they were watching porn on their devices. And this research so. also shows us that people exposed to porn have more sexual attraction to children. Yes, and 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 yes. you know that may be on the lower realm, but it's becoming it's it's growing so More quickly. Yes, absolutely. And, and, absolutely. and uh, Jared Fogel. Ha- yeah. exactly. You have yeah. to realize this kind of stuff is happening, absolutely. and it happens to good people. Yeah, good Christian right. people. Absolutely. You know, good Christian families. Yeah. It's just it's devastating. Right. But then also relationships are struggling. Absolutely. Research and data shows absolutely. us that. Um, People exposed to uh, porn have an increased number of sex partners. Mm-hmm. So if you're married, mm-hmm. you know, you think about that. Well, that means adultery, mm-hmm. right? That means the cheating, the, the Ashley Madison yes. website fiasco that we're, we're all discussing now. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also being right. less satisfied with their with partners. With your partner, right. Because that's what is so intriguing from a psychological standpoint is when you get what you're looking for, or what you're trying to get for on the screen, you lose interest in an intimacy, a true intimacy. So right. that's why sometimes men who have addictions are aren't interested sexually in their wives. And don't you think anymore. that they'll start to see, I don't know, presented as superhuman activity? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Right. And then that goes into the bedroom well, or the marriage. Like, why won't right, you exactly. do this? Why don't or you? Or why doesn't this last, you know, four hours or whatever? Right. You know, and you start to see these inhuman sort of expectations. Absolutely. Right. And that's because of the the quote-unquote fantasy that's presented in pornography. Absolutely. It's very devastating. That's um, right. Also, just the idea of sexual violence. We talked about rape on the increase. Yes. More of that stuff happening. And, you know, just being an adult sex offender. Yes. We wonder where that comes from. And, And I know statistically, you know, all these people on death row, all these people who are in prison for rape and for molestation, for all these, right. they all have addictions to porn. Yes. Just overwhelmingly. Yes. I don't, there's probably not one that doesn't. No. And I, I wouldn't, I don't know that factually. For factually, right. But I do know that the great preponderance of those people who are convicted yes. have an addiction to pornography. Uh, and Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the last things he said mm-hmm. in that interview with Dr. James Dobson is every single offender that I've met in prison was avidly addicted to porn. Mm-hmm. That was the last message he wanted to get across. To the public and then we have child don't. molestation and we have incest mm-hmm. that takes place in families. You hear right. these disturbing stories. Oh, right. Right. Well, here's the thing, too. When I go and I, I discuss with parents in churches, I, I bring the cartoons that's in a Playboy at times because I want the parents who maybe sometimes right. never even seen. Here is an actual cartoon of, you know, showing an uncle molesting a girl. This is what these people it's are portraying things. in it's, a magazine. And it's absolutely and terrible. And it's yeah. terrible. And it also it's addictive. It is. It's just terribly yeah. addictive. And so all these yeah. things we're talking about are devastating. And you know what? I call it the great secret silent killer. Yeah, the, it's cancer the cancer of the, of the soul. That's it's, what I, it's horrible. Yeah, and so it is. it is so good for parents to understand this and understand yeah. there is hope that we mm-hmm. need to care for our children. Right. Be, be right. snoopers. Yes. Be, be you're vigilant. a parent. You yes. need to go and, and, and you need to go in there and find out what's going on. Tiffany, thank you so much for thank being here, for raising our awareness and helping us to understand you. the devastating side of porn, but also the fact that we've got to protect our children. Good to be with you both always. Thank you. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the gifts you've given us in a special way. We thank you for the gift of our very lives and for the beauty, purpose, and meaning of our sexuality. Help us, we pray, to regain for our world a sense of the sacredness of the marital embrace and to uphold the intrinsic dignity of this holy bond of unity and procreation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.